1: And we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album, Alongside, as always, is Lisa Goitsch, my friend and producer of this program. Lisa, I was someplace in uh, Virginia. Yeah, I was in Virginia oh. and uh, made a speech. And a woman stood up at the end and we were taking questions. And she said, I just want to thank you for your Tuesday's People podcast. And, and she turned to everybody in the crowd and she said, I know you all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I
0: <don't laughs> think
1: they did, I know you all know what I'm talking about. We wait every week. And today, today is the Tuesday. I haven't heard this, the one yet, but, but, but I'm going to, because I know it's, it's out there now. And it was, uh, Aww. it was one of those rare moments that you are validated for what you're doing because in, you know, in our podcast, we don't take phone calls per se. And no, we get, we get. Messages on the, uh, uh, you know, uh, on the, on the internet or wherever,
0: uh, yeah, on the social you know, and our or, group or, or, or emails group. or
1: things like that. But we don't yeah. really run into audience members all that much. And then here we were, here I was uh, in in Virginia, and I mean, this she just kept going on and on. It was, uh, I was uh, like, maybe Lisa Goetz hired this woman to come here. And do this. <laughs> I did
0: not, but I no? wish I was there to hear it. But I'm sure she's listening now, and. Um, if you are listening now, thank you. That's awesome. I love when people really get into it. You know, we love our little club here.
1: It's a little club. We do. Well, today's podcast, I'm going to call it the two titles, the present of being present.
0: Yes. I like that. Or
1: how to pay attention.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you something funny in a second. Or should I just tell you now? I'm taking a class right now as part of my um, writer's program at UCLA. And it's it's a distracted writing class, like how not to be distracted from uh. writing. But it also teaches you how not to be distracted in real life. And sometimes during my class, I find myself Checking my e- Yes, checking my emails while I'm in class, yeah. and I feel like, yeah. oh, there goes my $795 down the drain.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way to pay for that. Well, that is kind of what we're going to talk about, but even more on an interpersonal level, meaning between two people or groups of people or a family or something like that, how to pay attention. I've told this mm. story before, I think, on this podcast, maybe a couple of years ago, worth repeating, a, a cute little story that illustrates it a mother and a daughter in the kitchen and the daughter is drawing something and wants her mother to see it so she says mommy and her mother is cooking and is distracted is paying attention to something else she she says yes sweetheart and she says mommy and Mm -hmm. yes sweetheart and she says mommy and she says yes sweetheart i'm listening And and the little girl says but you're not listening with your eyes.
0: Ah. Uh.
1: And it's a it's a very apropos little anecdote
2: oh, about yes. how
1: we pay attention to one another when we communicate. Now yep. I wanna fess up right at the beginning that the reason that I know that this is important is because I have been and continue to be, sadly, too much. Uh, An example of the opposite. I am an easily distracted person. I daydream a lot uh, about books that I'm writing and plot twists and characters and things like that. And I, I tend to uh, perseverate on a lot of things. You know, I do have a lot of things that I deal with uh, with the kids in Haiti and our orphanage and our charities and, and things like that. And a lot of it is just on my mind a lot of the time. But it's not an excuse even though I use it as one, uh, for how many times I am talking to people who I care about, friends, family, my wife, and mm-hmm. I am not really looking at them. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. really um, making eye contact. Yeah, I'm not really listening 100% to what they're saying. And, Guilty.
0: Guilty as yeah. charged.
1: Yeah. So I want you to know right off the bat that I am not coming from some place on high where I'm lecturing all of you who are listening to us like, yeah, this is what your problem is. You're not doing this. This is what my problem is. This is what my problem has been.
0: Yeah. You can relate.
1: (laughs) I can relate. I've also committed the sin.
0: Yes, me too. I get it. I'm, I'm with you. I'm horrible. I'm terrible, by the way, at looking people in the eye, and I don't know why. I think it's just a discomfort I have. I find myself often when I'm talking to people looking off to the side, not that I'm distracted by what's over there. I just have a hard time looking in people's eyes. Interesting. I don't know why. And so I don't mean that to be rude. I just, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable.
1: Well, Maury and I were talking one time, and He used the phrase being present, and I wasn't really sure what he meant. So I said to him, what are you talking about? And this is what he said.
2: Right now, you and I are talking. I'm experiencing you. Look at your eyes. Look at your face. I'm hearing what you say. I'm responding to what you say. I'm fully present, to use Booba's term, with you and with myself, and I try to keep focused on what is going on between us right now. I'm not thinking about what we talked about last week. I'm not thinking about the great news you brought me this morning. I'm not thinking about you trying to make it back here on Friday. I'm just thinking exactly on the point that you asked me. I would give you an example of what it would be. Don't live in the moment.
1: Right. And a lot of people today they have conversations, but they're thinking about, uh, you know, what I have to do it tomorrow, what I gotta do tomorrow, or how, how can I make, how did I make out, out yesterday, what did that guy mean when he said that thing yesterday? Uh, I'm still angry from this other uh, thing. The uh,
2: mind is for stuff, yeah. You gotta clear your mind and be really focused on, your, on yourself, the other person, right. what's going on.
1: That may seem obvious. What Maury just said to many of us, but it isn't. We don't behave that way. We so rarely do what he just said. I'm looking at you in the eyes, in your face. I'm hearing what you say. I'm responding to what you say. Have you ever had a conversation, oftentimes they take place when things get quiet or you find yourself accidentally uh, or unintentionally alone with a family member or a friend or whatever, and you just kind of ease into the couch and you're there and, you, and, and, you, and you, you, it feels like you're submerging into a conversation and mm, you talk mm-hmm. and, and, and mm, mm, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you find yourself asking questions and they're asking questions, you go back and forth. And later you look back on that and you say, we had a really great talk. Oh, yesterday yes. we had this really great talk. My mother and I had a really great talk. My sister and I had a really great talk. My 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 friend and I hadn't seen each other in a while. We had a really great talk. Well, what makes that a really great talk? I bet if you really were to analyze it, all that made it a really great talk was that it felt like you were listened to and it felt like you were listening. Yes. And- it didn't have to be about the most important subject in the world or whatever. I bet the subject matter isn't what made it a great talk. What made it a great talk is you felt that you were communicating
0: and that you were heard.
1: You were you know? heard. And it,
0: it's also important in those situations to make people feel heard, to ask them questions about themselves and not always to be talking about yourself at them. Talk to them and with them, not at them.
1: I always judge conversations and. Uh, I, in, in case you ever meet me, uh, remember this: I judge people a lot by how many questions they ask the other person. Mm, not mm-hmm. like if 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 I've been in many conversations with people where I'll ask a question, I'll ask a second question, and they'll wait for me to ask a third question. And I want to say, okay, I've just asked three questions about you, what's happening in your life, whatever, and you just keep going on. You know, there's not a moment <laughs> at which you say. Well, listen. You know, I've kind of dominated the conversation. Let's turn around. How about you? And how do you? No, it doesn't happen. It's incredible, incredible. How many times that doesn't happen?
0: Oh yeah. I watch
1: other people talk to one another, and I say that person never asked the other person a single question. Couples that uh, sometimes well, I've got all these nieces and nephews, you know, who are dating and all that, and sometimes we meet the the guys or girls that they're dating, and and I watch and I say, yeah, but they say, oh, he was such a nice guy. Yeah, but you know what? He didn't ask a single question of our niece. He, everything oh. was about him talking and it was, yeah, he was, he was interesting and he was nice about talking about himself, but I don't see any interest on his part in her, you know, she yes. was sort of holding him up. Like, isn't he great? Isn't he great? But, but where's the interest in the other direction? And when I do see it, I say, yes, see that those two, that's good right there. They have a communication. They have an open, yeah. have a, you know, back and forth in their, in their interest in the relationship, a back and forth in their interest. So, a lot of what makes that great talk is that both parties express an interest in one another and both parties listen. And yes. one of the reasons that people love therapy so much is mm. that they feel that they are being listened to. Oh yeah. I always wonder about it by the way because I always I could never be a therapist. I could never sit and listen that long to that many people, even though much of my life is Just, kind of spent that way. <laughs> right?
0: Uh,
1: Just but, droning
0: on about themselves yeah. all day long. But I know. couldn't
1: do it for pay and I couldn't do it by the hour and I couldn't do it like looking at a, a clock <laughs> and seeing, you know, I've got 20 more minutes of this. And the guy's saying, and I, I don't know prunes everybody talks about prunes but i don't (laughs) like prunes i i I couldn't do it i couldn't
0: i know i often will do that with well i my former therapist i haven't gone to anybody in a long time but um i would do that with her but i would always feel so guilty talking so much about myself that i would say so you know how are your daughters if they they started school yet um what are you guys doing try
1: Uh, to keep the balance in the have
0: you taken any vacations lately (laughs) Like it because I feel guilty taking, taking, and not giving. You know,
1: well, but maybe, I am guilty, I mean,
0: by the way, of of not asking enough com- questions and conversations. I do that, and I am very well aware of it, and I work hard to not do it.
1: Well, one of the ways. Okay, so let's be practical about this. How can we be present? All right, there are some deep answers to that, and there are some shallow answers to that let's do the shallow first okay shut off the television set
0: okay that's why it's
1: it's fascinating to me how many times in my life i have gone to interview people as my role as a journalist gone to people's homes and they sit down to talk and they have a television on (laughs) in the room my
0: mom and dad (laughs) in the room
1: and i i have at the beginning i just dealt with it and then finally (laughs) i would say is it possible could we shut off the television set because, <laughs> um, and I would use the excuse that my tape recorder—it's going to pick up the television if I put it down. I'm not going to be able to hear you. But you want to say to them, "Where's your manners? Yeah, where's, where's your, your sense of, of yeah. just human interaction? Why does this thing blast?" And people would look at it while you were talking to them. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> okay. You know, you're already making me feel like I'm not very interesting here, but the <laughs> fact that you're actually watching the television set, so. Put shut off the television. Do not keep your phone not only within viewing distance, like on the table where you can see if a text message comes pops up or something like that, but Put even it within sound different. Yeah, <laughs> shut it off, shut it off so that you're not tempted to go look at it. This is for young people, especially today, the greatest distraction from real meaningful conversations is the device the PDA oh. device it just is it just is it just steals your focus this is it may sound very simple and rudimentary but it is uh, uh, you know before people had phones they had to write letters or walk <laughs> over to each other's places to communicate with one another and then something right. a device called the telephone was invented and and human interaction changed forever and so did the ability to write and the ability to write letters when you read some of the letters that are our forefathers wrote in the 1700s and 1800s to one another, uh, even the, the 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 no more than high school educated wrote letters that we couldn't we even begin to to try yeah. to uh, mimic now with our limited yeah. communication forms and kids growing up not even knowing how to write anything that isn't 140 characters or less. So the devices, the way that people have communicated, Twitter and Instagram, and you know, I'm just going to send a, a photo with a thumbs up. Not, a, not even a word expressed, just a photo yeah. with a thumbs up. That, that's my way of communicating with people. That is the enemy. And you need to separate yourself from that if you're going to have a real present conversation with somebody. So mm-hmm. turn off the TV, get rid of the devices. A third very simple thing, don't start a conversation that you want to have some meaning to it that has an end time because of something you've got to do or some place you've got to be. If you have to leave at three o'clock, don't start a meaningful conversation at 10 of three. Yeah. It's not going to work. Your mind is going to be distracted. You're going to be looking at what time it is and, and, and can, how can I finish up this conversation? So it's, it's not, going, not going to go well.
0: We'll be back with more Tuesday People right after this.
1: So time, make sure you have it. Devices, make sure you don't have it. Television, make sure you don't have it. And make sure that the other person that you're talking with also understands these parameters. And that when you say to them, as I often do to some of our college kids from Haiti, you know, when they're not quite sure if I say I want to I talk to you, uh, they, they think, oh, just you're going to ask me a question. I say, no, no, let's go over here and sit down. So a lot of it is, where do you go? Where do you go in the room? Where do you sit down? Where Where are you sitting? And okay, we've established, we're going to be here for a little bit. This isn't, some, this isn't a standing up conversation. This That's is. That's when they go, down.
0: uh-oh, what yeah, happened? Uh-oh. Right.
1: But I do. <laughs>
0: That's yeah. an uh-oh call. <laughs> like the one who just
1: ordered Uber Eats on the uh, debit card that, uh, That uh, we gave them. Yeah. uh, After they have a meal plan at college. Okay. That's not happening. You know, (laughs) there's going to be a sit down conversation about that. Uh, But you send a message to a person. Okay. I want to be with you now. I want to be present with you. Let's go someplace, sit down, find the right place and the time and the mood, the body posture to have a real conversation, a real conversation. So set up the parameters before you even start. All right. So those are the simple, the shallow things to do. Now, the deeper things to do. You need to get to a place where mentally you are not focusing on other things. You are sitting and listening. And I think that starts with asking the person whatever the starting question is of your conversation and focusing on just listening. Yep. I know this sounds very rudimentary and simple. It is not. Try it. Try it and see how to say, I'm going to just listen to this person and my thoughts are only going to be on what they are saying. Try it. I bet if that person talks for more than thirty seconds, you will have your own thought will pop into your head. They may say something about. So today I was I was going for groceries, and you're going to hear that word. You're going to go. Oh, I didn't go shopping yesterday. I, I gotta. I gotta get. <laughs> I gotta get every day. <laughs> I gotta get the kiwis. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot the celery. That's what's going on in your head. The little balloon above your head is having an internal conversation. While Mm -hmm. someone else is having an external conversation, you need to only be in one place. Okay. Write that down. If you want to be present, you need to be in one place, not two, not three, not six, not fantasizing. Don't look around the room and say, I would, I would paint this purple, this room. Don't look (laughs) out the window and say, oh no, it looks like it's going to rain and I'm supposed to go away tomorrow. Uh, uh, Who do I have to call to change this? don't look for, you know, shoots and ladders, that game where there's always always,
0: always a ladder
1: that you can jump on, climb on or whatever. Don't look for a shoot or a ladder to try to escape the conversation that you're in. Try to put full attention as Maury did in that that moment, full attention on the other person. Be fully present. It is not easy to do. Not easy to do.
0: That isn't easy to just fully listen to somebody. I'm going to do that. I have to go to an event tonight. I'm going to do that with people. I'm going to be a listener all night tonight. I'm going to see if I can do that.
1: See how long you last. Look at your your watch out of view and see how long you can listen to somebody else without having a single personal thought about something else other than the conversation.
0: That's hard, but it really is a good lesson you know, it's probably Mm -hmm. never too late to learn it, but I wish I would have started doing that when I was 20.
1: (laughs) Well, it's something that you can train yourself to do. Maury had to in certain ways kind of retrain himself once he got ALS because he couldn't think about, I got to take the trash out because he no longer could walk to take the trash out. He couldn't think about, I got to drive over to uh, work today because he could no longer work. He couldn't, think about, I haven't done my lesson plan for tomorrow's class because he wasn't teaching anymore. Consequently, the world shrunk down for him into the essentials, which in some ways made being fully present that much easier, but he still had to work about it and had to get used to the change. Here he talks about that.
2: I'm not worried about who's going to work and who's not going to work. Can I get out and see the beautiful trees? I can see only partially, but rather, how do I keep myself fully human and fully alert and awake to what's going on within and around me? That's my primary interest within and around me with the people who love me. I know.
1: So, Maury was already. Uh you know, kind of forcing himself to just be with the people who were around him, within, around himself, as he says, within and around me and the people who love me, uh, his world kind of shrunk down and, uh, and allowed him to do that. But you don't need to have an illness like Maury did to learn how to try to focus on the people that you care about, to learn, as I said at the beginning, how to pay attention It seems like such a simple thing, like how to breathe, but it isn't.
0: But it's amazing, too, that in final days, that he could do that and turn the tables to take interest from other people rather than spend the time talking about himself, because it seems at that time you might want to just be filled with. A lot of woe is me talk, and can you believe I'm going through this? And what's going to happen to me? And this is what happened to me today, and I feel terrible, and I can't walk, and yeah, all those things. Like, you think that
1: he's not alone, though, Lisa. I, I, I will say a lot of people that I have met who have terminal illnesses or have been sick for a while yeah, they went through a stage where everything that they wanted to talk about or did talk about was about their illness, how they feel. Yeah. Uh, but many of them I find reach a point where they see, this is not making me feel any better. Yeah. It's not changing anything and it's not making me feel better. And so what makes me feel better is what sort of distracts me from my own personal problems. And one of the fastest things that can distract you from your own personal problems. No, I don't mean watching television or watching <laughs> videos or whatever. That's that's how too many people end up just sort of
0: lost yeah. themselves
1: on a screen. But go listen to someone else and then maybe try to help that person. And what Maury found was that he delighted in helping other people. So when people would come in to try to cheer him up and they would sort of dedicate themselves to an hour's worth of cheering up Maury you know, they would show up and they'd say, I'm going to just cheer up more. That's what I'm here. I'm going to cheer them up, make him feel better. They wouldn't last more than five or 10 minutes of with <laughs> the, the cheer up stuff. And then he would start saying, well, so tell me, you know, how, how are things going with that girl you were seeing? Or you, last time you were here, you, you weren't very satisfied with your work, you know, or are you still being creative in your, th-? and, and next thing you know, they would start talking about their problems, their love life, their job, their divorce. They, then they'd end up crying and they'd end up coming out After the hour was over and they'd say, I don't know, I tried to cheer him up, but after about five minutes he took over and next thing I know I was being, I was the one who was opening up and I was the one who was crying and I was the one who was feeling better (laughs) at the end. It was like a therapy session. And when I asked Maury, why do you do that? Why? Like you just said, Lisa, why wouldn't you just talk about your problems? Yeah. After all, you've hit the mother load of sympathy. Chance, right? Yeah, this is your moment. Yeah. <laughs> to I shine, mean, you can just say, "Look at me. You think you got problems? Look yeah. at me. I can't move." And yeah. he said, "Mitch, why would I ever take from people like that? Taking, yeah. taking, just makes me feel like I'm dying. Giving." Makes me feel like I'm living.
0: Ah, that's where the famous quote comes from. That's where the
1: quote comes from. Giving makes me feel like I'm living. A profound sentence. Easy to remember. It rhymes so you can't forget it. Giving makes me feel like I'm living. And that's what that being present is all about. Yeah. Because you are giving of yourself. You're giving of your attention. And it does make you feel alive. And when someone says to you at the end of a great conversation like we just referred to, thank you for talking to me. Thank you for talking to me. Or that really helped. Or I love you, you know, and and it, you just know that the conversation got through. You feel great about yourself. You feel yeah. better than if you went out and saw a movie. You feel better than if you went out and bought yourself a meal. You feel better if you than if you went shopping online. You have this sense of like, I just did something that mattered to somebody. I made a difference. That's what Maury meant when he talked about Finding meaning in the in where you are now. Where you mm-hmm. are now. Not waiting until you're older, not waiting until you're more successful, not waiting until your ship comes in. Where you are now. Listen.
2: Well, find meaning in your present moment. As I said before, do the kinds of things that come from the heart. An open, giving, loving heart. When you do that, you're not dissatisfied. You're overwhelmed with gratitude, which is what I find now. You do that by having those kinds of relationships and making them the important source of your life. Not the only thing, but you make sure that they're there. And if you do, you will have to be looking back and saying, oh, if I only were 20, because it's 40, you'll be having it and if you were smart you would have had it at 22 but it takes time it takes time but as i say if you get on to the wrong path so to speak then it's very hard to get off because you don't see the alternatives or the culture says the alternatives are just you know soft stuff that You don't want to follow because you will lose out. We're all so afraid we're losing out. We're not making it. We're not getting the right job, not getting the right house, not getting the right car. It amazes me.
1: What he's talking about there at the end is all these things that distract us from being present.
0: I've (laughs) got to work.
1: I've got to work. Honey, talk to me. I can't talk to you right now. I've got to work.
0: Oh God, that's me.
1: Right? How often does Mm. that happen? How often? Every day.
0: Every day. All day. Yeah. Okay. I think all of us. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody listening.
1: I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm (laughs) gonna let you go. I gotta. I I gotta go. How many conversations (laughs) end like that when someone else still wants to talk but you can't? That's
0: that's a lot of people with me (laughs) when I talk to people on the phone. I'll be like, I'll hear that. Okay, well, I got to go now. Okay, oh, I have one more thing to tell you. (laughs) But it's the other person telling me I got to (laughs) go. Yeah.
1: Well, take a hint. I think I need
0: more listening. I know, I think I got to take a hint. Oh, God. This whole thing is cracking open a big egg for me.
1: (laughs) Well, if the shoe fits, okay. Uh, (laughs) As I said, I am not a practitioner uh, in general of the right way to do this. I am much more distracted my wife is the opposite she is maybe one of the world's greatest listeners and yes she is and everybody loves her and i always say oh everybody loves your wife everybody loves janine everybody loves i said i know well is it why do you think it is i said i know exactly why it is because she makes everybody feel important because she listens to what they say she remembers how's your daughter doing wasn't she in ballet school you know she remembers all those little details And she makes the other person feel heard and remembered and not the perfunctory. Yeah. "Yeah, How you doing? Oh, how's everything? Yeah. You know, the kind of questions you could ask a a tree in the woods. How you doing? How's everything? (laughs) So she's a great listener and she's extremely patient. Of course, she's on the phone with her sisters or brothers or family members, you know, much of the day. And when I was younger, I used to take offense to that. And I used to say, you're on the phone so much. And why are you talking to them? And they're calling you again to talk to you again. And they just talked to you before. But I realized that that was her love language, so to speak. That's what people came to my wife for, that, to, to be heard and to be listened. Yeah. And she and she loved to do it. And she loved to be present with them and sit down. And every time you know someone comes over the house on a weekend or whatever, I'll say hi to them as I'm passing or whatever. I'm on my way to my office. I'm writing, hi, how are you doing? Just a couple quick words. And when I come back upstairs... She's on the couch, off in the corner, sitting there. You know, qu- hushed tone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 You know, and <laughs> I, like a deep level of conversation that, yeah. that I I so rarely get to. So she has already learned this. Doesn't need to hear this podcast uh, about being fully present. But so much of the rest of us do. So many of the rest of us do. So try to do that. Try to make yourself really there, really there, not just there in body. But they're in mind. They're eyes, in focus. Mind, yes. Ears. Like that, that 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 story I told at the beginning, mommy, you're not listening with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Listen with your eyes. Listen with your ears. Listen with your heart. And you will realize the present of being fully present. Or great. How to pay attention. Great. That's gonna wrap things up for today's little podcast. We're glad you were able to join us. We do this every Tuesday. Check out wetuesdaypeople.com to find out more about our past shows and discussion groups, etc. And thanks to that wonderful woman from Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, who was kind enough to stand up. And I hope you're listening to us now and tell the whole room that they should all listen to Tuesday People, the podcast. We appreciate it. I'm sure one or two people have joined us as a result of totally. that, that speech. Uh, until we get a chance to do this again, on behalf of Lisa Goitz, my producer, I'm Mitch Album saying, see you next Tuesday.
0: Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because after all, We're Tuesday people.